now to get your helmets on, because it's going to get rough in here. All the way from Studio B, it's showtime for John, Ken, and Mark, the Detroit Sports Authority. It's all we can stand to have all this sports put in front of you so fast. John Sarver here, along with the super CPA, Kenny Pocket. Hiya, Kenny. Hi, John, and hello to all our listeners out there. Let me just say, if you don't like your sports coming at you fast, we can always bring it half-assed. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> A delightful way to kick off everything anyways. Welcome to the Detroit Sports Authorities, where we are not bought and paid for by anybody, so we can tell you exactly how it is. Uh, we have the highest standards here. We are not experts. We're authorities. That makes us one better. Uh, we don't have the FCC here. We do have the DMCA, and so sometimes the language gets a little bit salty, and if it does, oh well. Part two is everything here within is just the expressed uh, opinions of myself and Kenny, and but they're basically all right anyway. So, covering all that, phew, I'm having a break from last week. Kenny, good Lord, look at everything that's happened in the last two weeks in the world of sports. Oh, my God, yeah. You know, you know that was kind of laughing at the Red Wings last week, you know, because it's like they, uh, they touched the live wire after all the uh, storms that we had with all the power outages. It's like they touched the live wire, and that live wire was a playoff spot. True. And as soon as he touched it, boom. Yeah, where did it go? Yeah, down they went. So, uh, and, uh, and it just kept going after that because then you got to the trade deadline and he's selling off all kinds of pieces off this broken thing. And holy cow, if you come out the other end, you go, where did everybody go? <laughs> yeah, it's phenomenal, isn't it? I mean, it, it truly is. Where did everybody go? But it, you kind of think, okay, Tuzi left. All right, mm -hmm. kind of in, in a bummed fashion. I cannot believe, if, if everything that we're reading today, is it true that Harnick really wanted $7 million a year? Jeez. Whoa. It's like, if he really wanted $7 million a year, then uh, a tip of the hat to the Yeiser plan, you know, to not only get them, but fleece Vancouver. I mean, they fleeced Vancouver on that one. Holy, what my was... Understand, my understanding is that Vancouver was the one that picked up the phone. Really? I mean, usually, usually general managers around the league, they, they, the phone rings, they look down, they see the 313 area code, go, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, please let <laughs> oh, me. No. I'm not in. I'm not here. Well, you know, I, I don't... In this case, I, could just, I could just picture 
how the how the conversation went. Ring, 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 and Eisenman picks up the phone and says, "Yeah, this is Steve." Bye. Oh, hi. Yeah, I, I know you from Vancouver. Yeah, hell, everyone knows. Everyone's heard about you. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, what do you want? Uh, you want you want you want Heronic? Really? What are you willing to give me? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, and you almost think uh, you almost think that Eisman had to play it cool, like, "Oh my God, I'll sign this right now." Well, uh, were you kicking a draft pick? You know? Okay. No. Okay. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Well, you you send me a, a bottle of uh, hand sanitizer. <laughs> I'll send you the hand sanitizer. How's that? <laughs> yeah, hand lotion, because man, you're going to need it. I, I, I to this point. I still don't understand what they see in him. I thought he was, you know, I mean, and again, when we talk about sports, we sometimes talk about, you know, what we see on the field or on the ice or on the court, and we don't really look at it as a human being because at this particular point, they're not, you know. But you kind of go, look, man, he wasn't all that good. You know, I mean, he was like maybe second pairing, third pairing, third pairing on a good team. Okay. Well, he he, he was having his best year. Yeah. You know, they always say sell high, right? Well, now's the time. Definitely did that. God, man, I, yeah, it it was incredible because when people looked at that, it was like, wait a minute, you guys were like trying to push him off as one of the best on the team, and then it finds out that sure we'll get rid of him. Yeah. And you wonder the, uh, why. You know, the the reaction among Vancouver fans is like, what? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Do you see that universally? It was what? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Eisenman, tip of the hat, son. And, and but then again, you take a look at Petuzzi, and here's a fine basketball analogy. You know what I think a Petuzzi was in the trade? It reminds me of the Kelly Chapuka trade. You know, right before the bad boys got hot. You know, everybody liked Kelly Tapuka. They thought he was going to be something. They traded him, and boom, here comes some world championships because of whatever Kelly Tapuka was. And it was like Patuzzi, boom. I mean, one or two games afterward, people went, what the hell? You know, and now they're yeah. like, okay, it's cool. We, we can still win on our own. But, yeah, and, you know, I think, I think in Boston they're looking around and saying, well, Maybe it wasn't just the team. He really hasn't done anything there. No, but they're going to say, look, we're going to let him get his legs underneath him. It's a new, you know, he's never seen, never been in a different team before, you know, and he's on a high, high, high championship team. I mean, geez, it was like, what, Sunday where they got their 10th loss? Yeah. (laughs) Season? 10th? Loss? Holy! Yeah. You know, I mean, really, we're in into mid-March right now, and the Pistons got their, what, 15th win, 16th win? Wee! <laughs> yeah. but, so, but who's counting? Yeah, I mean, so there's your opposite. But, I mean, I, I, I think almost universally, uh, you know, Detroit went, eh. I mean, the fans went, eh. On the Batuzzi thing, to you know, the whole thing with the COVID deal and not going into Canada and stuff like that. I, I think everything would have been twisted around if he went to Canada, but it was just like, you are the only one, and it comes off as a selfish player who's making millions, you know, on something that was just weird. Okay, great. Uh, bye. Yeah, 
You know, I mean, team player, team player, everybody else sucked it up, let's go. And really, and at that time, and then they made, you know, they lost all those games in Canada that he wasn't in. It was like, he's that good, but okay. You know, see ya. And then again, you know what's going to be interesting, Kenny, is how much money is he going, because he's a rental right now. How much money is, is would Boston even resign him? Ooh, yeah. Good question. You know, it, it, it's not going to be easy. No. What I'm sure Fox is looking at is, you know, if there's anybody in a position to take on a rental, it's us. Oh, sure. Yeah. And they're not a young team. They're not going to be around, you know, they're not going to be at the top that much longer. So, you know, they're going to go for it. Yeah, and, and you I know... And the funny thing is that you can't do the no hard feelings thing because, look, we traded you to the President Cup winner in March, you know? So we didn't, like, swap you out to somewhere where you're going to be in some godforsaken Arizona team. You know, we traded you to the best of the best. No hard feelings, dude. Yeah. Now you look you look at where the Red Wings stand in the draft coming up. Good. They're, they're they have they own the following picks this year. Ten. I mean the way things stand right now. Number ten, seventeen, forty, forty one, forty two. I like it. Yeah. And I mean, we got Boston's first next year. Is the ten pick is that a lottery pick? Yeah. All right. So you, I know we're going in as 10, but hell, why don't you just flip it around and give us the number one there? I mean, New York got theirs. L.A. got theirs. You know, Buffalo got theirs. Okay. You know, let us go in as 10 and, and then, you know, have a ping pong ball show us up as one. Well, in the 10 spot, your chances of the first pick are 3.5%. The second pick are 3.8%. Not very good. No, not very good um, at all, but, you know, think about when Detroit was the absolute crappiest, and then all of a sudden, yeah. you know, they finished sixth. Okay, great. All right, that we so, can make yeah, that happen. Realistically, they're six points ahead of uh, St. Louis in the ninth spot. Uh, chances are not that great that uh, there's going to be any movement there. Well, yeah, there are, because, look, we just traded them the sniper for a seventh rounder. Through. Oh. Yeah, how'd you like that deal? Uh, and you know, you know, it just shows you the ignorance, though, of the Detroit sports media. Sitting there watching TV, and a, a uh, fellow, I won't name him other than to say he's a guy named Bernie. Oh, God, is he still on TV? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Because then he says, Red Wings traded. Jacob Verona for a seventh round pick and a prospect. No prospect. You don't you don't really understand. You didn't see the deal, you lazy son of a gun. You didn't even bother to look into it. Yeah. At twenty seven years old and he's never played a day in the NHL. And they left him on the blues uh triple uh AHL team. Yeah, that was weird though. They left him there. Why did they do that? I mean, I'm trying to think. Why would you trade for somebody you'll never ever see? And, and you okay, don't. Here's the... Go ahead. Okay. Here's the, here's the explanation. Yeah. In the NHL, you can only retain fifty percent of a player's salary. Okay. 
and the Red Wings retain 50% of her on a salary. Okay. How do you kick more cash back to the Blues? You agree to pay some guys the, rate, the remainder of his salary for the last, rest of the year for them. That's what they did. They picked up the guy's contract for the rest of the year. All right, that, so that goes back again then, Ken. I mean, you kind of go, how shitty was Verenda that you wanted to get him away so bad you would take a seventh rounder for him and pick up most of his salary, you know? I mean, how badly did you want this guy out of your organization? There's some bad shit happened there somewhere along something, the way. Something happened. Something Because everybody went, oh, my God, you know, the guy knew that his wheels were coming off, and he purposely went. And now you almost wonder, was he the one that said, I'm going to rehab, or did somebody say, you're going to rehab? You know? That could be. Uh-huh. And now all of a sudden, you know, you know, public sentiments on the guy's side. It's like, oh my gosh, it was, you know, publicly came out with that, and that's hard to even do, and then he went through it all, and, you know, he got his act together, and here we go, and you booted his ass out because he said, look, I need help. Gee! But then, all of a sudden, you kind of go seventh round, and you pick up a minor leaguer because you're going to be paying for him, and you're paying... Like what? Sixty-five percent of his salary? Or something went on. Yeah. Something because yeah. Eisenman is obviously you're sh- he's showing you now he's not taking it, man. He, you you know yeah. you you must have, somehow some way the the thoughts are that this guy pissed off Eisenman. Something happened that he they shipped him out so fast, and then St. Louis. How well is he doing for you, boys? Yeah. You know, it, it kind of reminds me of another name in Detroit sports that where some some crazy stuff went down. Yeah, Prince Fielder. Who? Remember Prince Fielder? Yeah. Yeah, and you know the stories came out. Well, he allegedly may have accidentally slept with some other player's wife. The kind of crafts going around. No, no, no. That the other guy slept with him. Yeah, wife. right. That's yeah, right. the guy from. Yeah. Then they traded. Him. Yeah, they traded him to Chicago to the White Sox. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he so, was. You, know, you look at that and you go, "Is there some kind of crap going on here like that?" That's you know, ever, nobody's talking about, but yeah. everybody just they giant step back away from it. Yeah, because you kind of think, okay, look, this kid is supposed to be a super talent. You know, he's supposed to be a sniper beyond belief, you know. And and Washington ships them, we ship them, and it was almost like, what? I mean, now if Washington got anything out of the Detroit trade, you know, they got better off than what we got. I mean, essentially, we, we shipped off Mr. M for a seventh rounder and 65% of the salary and whatever he's doing in in. Washington. I don't think he's shaking it up all that great guns, but if he's still playing for them, you know, they yeah. got the better of the deal. That's really too bad. Yeah. You, you, you kind of think, really, Kenny, I mean, that Detroit could not, uh, you know, you know, with their culture, you know, that, that Detroit couldn't straighten up the kid. Even going to yeah. rehab and stuff, it's like, and there, there's there's something going on there, and, and you don't see anybody of the uh, Red Wings, nobody on the team's going, oh, damn, 
You know, I mean, yeah. I don't think they're going to have one of those video highlight things when he comes back, you know, playing in St. Louis. No. No, there won't be miss, miss any Mr. V logos being cut in the middle of the ice, will there? <laughs> no, there, there won't be. You know, and it was like, okay, well, you know, why is it now? Is Do you notice this in hockey, Kenny, that whenever somebody leaves and goes on another team for whatever reason, whenever they come back to the home or the ex-home place, they have like a little three-minute video montage? It's like, no, he's not on the team anymore. He, you know, it wasn't like, you know, he had a gun and somebody forced him to go somewhere. So why do you have a video montage, thank God? I mean, you think Horonic is going to have one when he comes back? Hell no! <laughs> you know? Get him out and say see ya. Yeah, yeah. Life as it is. Crazy. Subsequently, though, you see the kid in Toledo lighting it up? Yes. Yeah, he's coming out strong, isn't he? So here comes the Yeiser plan. So as much as everybody said, what a washout that was, hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah there was a lot of questions going on. Around, well, maybe we should have taken uh, Wallstadt and their, um, you know, the, over in oh. Minnesota's been laughing about it and stuff. Well, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, agreed, it's Toledo, you know. I mean, it's not even the Mud Hens. But he, he's lighting it up, and it's like, oh, okay, all right, let's see you take that. Because now, all of a sudden, Detroit's getting heavy with goaltenders. Huh? Although, I don't think, you know, Hellebrook is, is going to do anything fabulous. No, he's strictly a backup. Yeah, but now if you get this kid that comes up, you got Huso and this kid. Wow. Yeah. Who do you play? You know? It's, uh, it's, it, it's, a, uh, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, it's a great problem to have because now, of all the times that we're we're talking about how shitty it is to be a Detroit fan... For the last X number of years, watch how fast all those memories go bye-bye if they start winning. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying this, and, and we probably shouldn't record this show then, but I can't yeah. believe that the Lions actually maybe kind of have a pulse. You know, yeah. they made it's some amazing. nice... Yeah, they made some nice looks, and then now it'll be interesting to see what they get in free agency. And then, I mean, thank God they got a cornerback so they didn't have to draft one sixth. And you know what? They got another one. Did they? Yeah, they picked up one from San Francisco. He's coming off an ACL. Oh, yeah. They're figuring he's ready for, he'll be ready for um start of the season, and they got him on a one-year, six-mil contract. They were figuring he was going to be like a... Oh, what they say, like an eighteen million guy. What? So you can have for a year, yeah. So coming off the injury. So you got him on a show me, and away we go. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I mean, so, so I'm looking at this going, okay. So now you've got two cornerbacks that you brought in. You've got Okuda and Jacobs. You may not draft a cornerback until Yay. late. You may huh. actually draft one late. So that changes everything around again. So it now does. with Chicago, you know, there's, something, 
Let me bring this up. Sure. Something I said a few weeks ago that you don't want to go into the draft feeling desperate. You don't feel you don't want to go into the draft feeling like I have to draft this position to fill a hole because you don't want to have to go in with a rookie with all that uh, all that expectation, all that uh, desperation hung on him. You want to have a guy come in and he can develop at his own pace. Right. And where we are now with cornerback is you can actually bring a guy in and you don't have the weight of the world hanging on him. So, I mean, that's a perfect situation. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. And the funny thing is there's actual talk that they're looking at a running back also in free agency. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now you say goodbye to Swift. You know, you, you if you resign Jamal, you know, I, I can't imagine you not. You know? Yeah. But I mean he was a wrecking ball last year and he's got, you know, a good character guy, good good locker room dude. Okay, great. So your O line is pretty solid. You know, yeah. your your quarterback, please God, draft somebody decent in the second round. You know? But if you get a new running back you're getting some wide receivers now. Um, okay. You know, maybe maybe you go into the draft and you look at... Because nobody's talking heavy, heavy, heavy duty. Uh, well, except for the... <laughs> Here's an idea. Go drag racing, kill somebody, watch your stock fall. You know? I mean, top five, you're looking at four offensive people and one defensive so far and mm-hmm. depends but again here we go in one of the Ken Pocket source spots in the mock drafts 2.0, 2.35, 2.79 you know it's like yeah. mm, Detroit mm, that's, that's some tasty defense people at uh, what do they got 6 and 4 Thirty something, six and eighteen. Yep. Man, okay. So you get a new. You don't get Gonzalez. You don't worry about the cornerback. You know. Yeah. But mm, do you get yourself a nice little uh, pass rusher? You know, at six, you would get a beast at six. You get a beast at eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Here's here's what I look at. If you get an if you get an edge rusher at six. You come back and you take that nasty defensive tackle out of Baylor, Ika, at 18. All of a sudden, your front four, are, 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 I mean, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I, on paper, you just got yourself a couple, you know, depending on what Akuda does, God bless, you know, but you got somebody on the strong side now, you know, that you just picked up. Okay, that helps out back because it was easy to bomb Detroit. You know, shoot anything more than 12 yards. Once you got into the secondary, it was, you know, walk this way. You know, this is where it says you may score, you know. But now if you shored that up, you know, and you're right, Ken. I think you're, you're spot on. I mean, you get two nasty defensive people at 6 and 18. Oh, man. I mean, forget about... Forget about uh, getting a, a defensive uh, free agent. 
get these kids on, on you know entry level contracts get some serious monsters and then i think you still are in good uh a draft thing for next year yeah, you yeah. may you may be on your way detroit you may be it all depends on what the bonehead behind the o line does you know but here here's here's the thing when you take a look at where they are in the rebuild. Yeah. They're no longer going to be building, quote unquote, building through the draft in order, you know, in, in terms of high draft position. Building through the draft will have to come through savvy drafting and player development. And I, I put the stress on player development because it's something that, frankly, we don't like to talk about. And you know, the fans don't enjoy talking about player development, and the media does because it's a hard concept to follow. Sure, but frankly, that's where you see teams differentiate themselves as they bring players in, and the player gets better when he comes. And we're not used to that concept here with the Lions because it's never happened here. Yeah, you know what even makes it more fun is that you you take a look at everything else that they're getting now they're coaching now your bonehead coach you know he, he evidently he's a guy that these guys want to play for okay that's helpful you know if you got somebody that's that is a game management you know dude here you go but your your coaches you know it now you you got some stability there you don't have lombardi anymore <laughs> you don't have billy bob anymore you know, it's like, okay, that's your coaches are, are fairly decent. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's going to be, you're not going to be on the world's weakest schedule again this year. I mean, you're going to get bottom third schedule, but, you know, okay, let's see what you got. But they could be, if, uh, here we go, if there's no injuries, if there's no injuries for the O-line, you know, but the thing is, if, if you know, brain dead, who's catch, who's you know receiving all the snaps, if he gets hurt, who do you have as your backup QB? Yeah, so that's a problem, and they recognize the fact that it's a problem. All right. So they're going to do something to address it, but we'll have to wait and see what what exactly how they approach it because it's not the easiest. Uh, you know, you've got these quarterbacks out there that are kicking around and they're available, but a lot of times they think they're still a starter, and they're not. So like a Sam Darnold or somebody like that, you can yeah. bring him in as an experienced backup, and he doesn't want to be a backup. I'm a starting quarterback in the NFL. Now I need to be paid as one. Oh, bullshit. Hey, did you <laughs> did you hear anything about Lamar today? I heard a rumor that he signed for 136 all guaranteed, three years. Oh, I haven't heard that, but let me get the intern on that. Hang yeah. I mean, where is she at, anyway? Is she with the dog or something? Oh, <laughs> oh let me see here. Do, 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 do. Go to NFL. Yeah. No, I don't see anything here. No. Because that would have been big news, whatever it was. And if he resigned yeah. with, with Baltimore, it was like Baltimore played your ass big because... You got, you know, if you got the 136 guaranteed, that's way less than what you would have made. 
you know, way, way, way. But then again, what we're worried about is the bean brain that is on our team, Mr. Goff. You know, I mean, how much do you want? You know, do you want two hundred forty million all guaranteed? That's why you draft this year a quarterback. You don't draft them six unless you can move up and get Bryce. You know, see, that's what I'd do. I'd bundle my first two, move up to number one, and pick up, you know, whatever five foot ten quarterback I can find. Uh-huh. Jeez, but I think oh, you. Oh boy, I don't know, but you know these quarterbacks. Half the time they're a bunch of prima donnas, and you look at the biggest prima donna of all in the NFL, and that's the uh, the clown of uh, Elver in Green Bay. Or and, uh, is he in Green Bay or is he in New York? Well, he's still in Green Bay. <clears throat> he want he's all he's now coming out and saying, okay, well, I don't know if he's come out, but he's basically given a list of players that he wants to just to sign before he'll go along with the deal from Green Bay. <laughs> well, yeah, he uh, he told the Jets, "Hey, I want you to sign uh, uh, Odell Beckham Jr." No, and uh, no, no, no. Let's see who else was there. Da, 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 da. Come on, yeah. Okay, let's click on the story with the clown here. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. It won't be long before we make a decision. Yeah, but I thought that's why you went away for a while. But then again, now with everybody else being taken quarterback wise, you know, even Jimmy G gets signed. So now New York's stuck. You know? They got nothing, and if they don't get Aaron then they literally got nothing. So, I mean, I don't know where they draft this year, but it won't be high enough, and then you would seriously have to do an L.A. Ram thing and give somebody in the top five all your draft picks for the next three years to to move up. Well, the Jets draft 13th. Who? The Jets draft 13th. Uh, here's, the list, here's the list of players that Aaron Rodgers wants the Jets to go after. Randall Cobb. He's the, the corpse of Randall Cobb? Odell Beckham Jr. No. Alan Lazard and Mercedes Lewis. Who was the one before Mercedes? Lazard? Alan Lazard. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's a good one. Okay. Randall Cobb. Good Lord. Randall Cobb. 32 years old. I didn't even know he was still around. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's because he doesn't play much. No. Gee, and why is that? You know? Okay, what was he trying to get everybody... Mercedes Lewis is 38. I was going to say, is he trying to get everybody one big last payday? Yeah. (laughs) You know, because it almost seems like the friends and family plan on this one. Randall Cobb. Yeah. Good God, now if you're Randall Cobb's agent, oh, ho, 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 that just went up a guaranteed $200 million, you know? Yep. <laughs> because if you don't sign my boy here, then that guy over there won't sign. That guy over there won't sign. Your fan base will crucify you, you yep. know? Yep. But now, but here's the story. Doesn't the Jets still have to work out a trade with Green Bay? This isn't a free agency thing. 
Right, but they've already agreed to terms. They've already worked out the deal. Now they're waiting for Nitwit to come out and say, okay, I'll go with it. Yeah, but why does he have to unless he's got a no trade? You know, because if this is... I'm not sure how that works. If this is a straight-out trade, I don't give a damn who you want us to sign, son. You're coming this way anyways, whether you like it or not. You know, that's... That's well, kind of not him. The flip side, though, is he could retire and blow the whole thing up. So that's why the Jets aren't going to go yeah, forward with it unless they get him to sign on to it. But he retires and he bites $60 million. Okay. Yeah. So how much? How spiteful do you want to be? You know, $60 million is, you know, helps out when you're retired for a couple of years. You know, yeah. you retired at, at 40 you know, sixty million dollars. You know, buys you a couple of years. Okay. Yeah, sixty million here, sixty million there. After a while, it starts to add up, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, really, it's you know, <laughs> cars ain't going to get cheaper. So you know, and bizarre ass women to date don't get any cheaper. And you think about it, there. Yeah, go to New York. Look at how many weirdos you can pick up there. Pick up plenty. Yeah, I mean, really, if you go on on the thought pattern, if if you got a thousand dollar hooker every other Friday, you know, for five years, you know, that stacks up. Oh, okay, good luck to him. I mean, it's just again, this is we live in an era, Kenny, where there are so many attention whores. That really, we, that are so desperate that they do the most bizarrest things, mostly out of politics, but into sports and entertainment, too. You know, and, and, and he, you know, going into seclusion, and I'll come back, and I'll let everybody know, and all this, and all. It's like, what, you didn't have your name in the paper today? You know, is that what it was? You know, that you have to come out with this. You know, Ken, did you ever see uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian? Or no, Holy Grail. Holy Grail. Yeah. This is is what it reminds me of. And and now give me a shrubbery, you know. And now give me Odell Beckham. You know, I'll do it. it. It's just like I'll just keep adding on, adding on, adding on until you just say no. You know, it's like here. It reminds me of Steve Martin and the jerk. All I need is this desk lamp. (laughs) 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 Yeah, 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 it's true. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, I don't know, dear Aaron Rodgers, no one is scared of you anymore. Nobody. You know, they tip their hat and they understand your relevance, but for somebody that's won one Super Bowl in their lifetime, you know, and yeah. had it easy being in the central slash north, you yeah. know, um, dude, don't, oh, I mean, because really, I know another Green Bay quarterback that went to the Jets, gee, and it looks like the same way here. Yeah. I mean, the Jets has a good team right now. I don't know why he's doing the friends and family thing. and Or if he says, well, you know, I wanted all these guys and they couldn't do it, so screw them. You know, ooh, how uncomfortable is that going to be to go back to Green Bay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and they don't have any momentum because Detroit won the last game. So, you know, they have no mo. 
it took all the wind out of their sails, didn't it? Yeah, it did. And, and Kenny, I, are you afraid of Green Bay? I mean, is there somewhere no, no. where you go, oh, man, that's an instant two losses? Yeah, that, that's a, uh, a um, simmering uh, volcano there, huh? Yeah, there's yeah, just, right. I mean, for the last couple of years, it's, it's almost like, like Michigan State football. You just go, there's no there there. I mean, there. If, if Kirk Cousins was a team, it'd be called the Green Bay Packers. There's, like, there's talent. But there's nothing enough to make you go, oh, my God, you know, that's it. Two losses right away. <sighs> no, yeah. not at all. I mean, there's, you know, you're 38 years old, and how much do you really want to do this anymore, Mr. Rogers? And how many do you just want to do commercials, you know, and hang around yeah. weird people? Because he almost parallels Elon, you know. Here was somebody that everybody looked up to, and then all of a sudden, for some God reason, the last two years, let's flip out. Okay. Yeah. All right. And now, now you get all the attention whores, and you know you really. And we said this a couple of weeks ago, when Aaron Rodgers came out of that seclusion, nighttime thing, which is weird to begin with. You know, it. I, I think he thought when he opened up the cave and had the resurrection that there was going to be a ton of ESPN and reporters there. There was one. Yeah. Period. So don't overplay your hand. People are tired of this. I mean, how many years has this been, Ken? Three years now? Every yeah, year? Exactly. Every yeah. year? Oh. And it just keeps going on and on and on. And the worst part about it is the media keeps sucking up to it. They keep following them. It's it, a kind of reminds me of the, uh, it kind of reminds me of 2016 when Trump was running and CNN would have the cameras there yeah. focused on the podium. He's on his way. He's going to be here any moment now. Yeah. Yeah, because what was a freak show then turned out to be like, you know, everybody had to cover it. You know, I mean, especially when he came out. Again, how many people go in three days in total darkness? It's called getting a good night's sleep. You know? Whether it be at a Motel 6 or whatever. I mean... You go to bed, make up your mind. I understand it's a huge decision to make, humongous, because this is like the only place you've ever been to, and you got a lot of friends, and you know you'll never buy a, a beer in Green Bay. But if you hoist off like this, nobody cares, because you really screwed the fans last year a lot. Yeah. I mean, down to the point where it was almost Mayan-esque, but you think, Ken, take a look at coming up in this season. Chicago Bears loaded up. Huge loaded up. You know, and then whatever they draft and whatever they get and all that stuff, you know, they're going to, them and Detroit are going to be neck and neck as on paper, you know, of very up and coming teams. And Green Bay's got nowhere to go but down in Minnesota. You know, is Kirk well, Cousins up for something? I've got, I've got a thing about that. The last time somebody did something on paper, it was my dog. <sighs> yeah, see, and that's why I put the air quotes on paper, because really, yeah. I, it's almost like Minnesota just sits back and becomes vanilla. You know, I mean, they're, they're still an ice cream, but um, not your first choice. And I don't know, yeah. I mean, because it, it'll be... I know it's almost like the Kirk Gibson case when Kirk went up and everybody said, oh, no collusion, no collusion, but nobody got him. 
you know. Yeah. But when Lamar went up, all right, Lamar, he is good. But if he signs for three years, he'll be the last contract because his knees, I think, will give out fast. You know, but he's a talent. He really is. I can't yeah. believe Kansas or uh, Atlanta couldn't take him. You know, I mean, at this particular point, I think NFL owners would rather sign Kaepernick than Lamar. <laughs> That's true. You know, they could probably sign uh, Kaepernick cheaper. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, thank you, L.A. Rams, for setting the bar of how much people want. I mean, how much is Joe Burrow's going to get? You know, you think he's yeah. going to get over 200, uh, 240 with 210 guaranteed? I mean, did you see the thing about Deshaun? I mean, what did Mr. Watson, they, they redid his salary, they restructured it. But, I mean, why? No, yeah. So, uh, when you look at uh, how crazy this quarterback uh Contracts, yeah. And, yeah. You know, obviously, how yeah, we mentioned uh, Deshaun Watson's deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, it goes back to that desperation. So if a team feels that they have to do something, have to, have to, well, that's when they get stupid. I give you the, the quarterback, uh, the Cardinals. I mean, that you almost have to scratch your head. Which is the dumber contract? The Cardinals, or um, or the Browns? Yeah, it's pretty close call, isn't it? Oof. Yeah, because what are you getting for your money? You know, Deshaun Watson didn't show us anything. Well, you know, he wasn't playing for a couple of years, and he was rusty. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got to show some some shows of brilliance, and nothing's happening. And then in Arizona. You know, all that money, and you had to write, quote-unquote, you know, that he's got to study the playbook at least once a week? What? Yeah. Ah. I mean, talking about happy feet and trying to lock him up for a long time, my whole thing is when golf, you know, comes up next year, if if Lions go 9-8 and eight this year, how much will golf want? 240? Yeah. 250? And then you say goodbye, and that's why you you better got him get a quarterback this year. Get one. Get okay, one in the second at, round. I look, at I look at it a little differently, though. I look at it like this. You you have a guy in golf who is serviceable, okay? And he's serviceable because you have built your offense around him being serviceable, okay? There's uh, a lot of... Um, a lot of teams out there that will take a guy like Goff and look at him and go, yeah, yeah, he's really good, okay? As long as you don't fall too much in love. If you pay him market, and if market's $45 million, it's not the end of the world. You take your time, you figure out who you want to get at quarterback, and when you find a guy that you really like, you go at him like a laser, okay? But not until then. And if you're going to reach for a guy, and you're going to go and spend all your draft capital to go after this guy, uh, it usually doesn't work out that well. Okay, but if you identify the guy that you really like, you go after him. If it, it doesn't, if it isn't this year, it isn't this year. But don't get desperate. 
Because why? Because there was a guy named Alex Smith. He was uh, drafted in San Francisco, and <clears throat> he looked like he was going to flame out until Harbaugh showed up, and Harbaugh kind of resurrected his career. For that he, little uh, blip of time, yeah. Yeah, and he uh, he played for San Francisco for a couple years until they found another quarterback they wanted to use instead of Kaepernick, and they traded his ass off to, to uh, Kansas City. Kansas City used him, and they had a fair amount of success with Smith as the quarterback. And until they were ready to draft a guy, they drafted Mahomes. He sat for a year behind Smith, and when they were ready, they traded off uh, Smith to the Washington Foreskins, and <laughs> you know, yeah, he went off, and kind of crashed his career, and that was that was that. But uh, I look at Goff as a similar guy that you know, he, he, everyone's freaking out. Well, you can't afford to pay him forty million a year. You look at it as a percentage of his of your cap, and it isn't totally out of line. If a guy is producing for you, even though you had to build your offense around him, if he's producing for you in that uh, situation, it's not the end of the world. It's no reason to reach. It's no reason to take a guy who's a piece of crap like that Richardson kid. I mean, everybody's saying, well, it's going to take him at least a year to sit and watch because he needs to learn how to play quarterback. Yeah, I want one of those. Give me two of them. Yeah, really. Oh, Jesus. I don't know. I would. What are people thinking? I would never. Well, obviously, they're not thinking. I would never, ever, ever pay Goff forty million, forty-five million. Never, not in a heartbeat. You haven't shown me okay. Jack Chazelle. Let's see what he does this year. But even then, so your whole body of work does not put you in the top five quarterbacks. But then again, it seems like every depending on what Burroughs gets. I mean, the <laughs> the entry level for all quarterbacks just may be forty five million bucks, no matter who that's you the, are. The problem. the problem is that's the that's the price of entry. Okay. Yeah. When you have a quarterback and you know you have to pay him, that's the going rate. If that's the going rate, that's that's what you pay him. Yeah, but here's and the idea: well, we, we can't do that, so we're going to run out and reach for a quarterback. And we're going to draft a guy, like Holmes said, it's easy to get worse at quarterback. Yeah, but you built the team. You got an O line that will give Grandpa Jones, you know, four seconds, five seconds to throw. So it's not, you don't have to get, you know, you're, you're right. You can get a Jimmy G back there. Mm-hmm. You, know, you don't need yeah. to have a Mahomes back there. You know, because I, but the thing that you always said for so long was you don't start at quarterback, you start at the line, and then you work around, and quarterback's the last thing you plug in. All right, so if you get somebody in the second round, you know, from Toledo, a nice six foot four kid with a laser, okay, that hardly anybody's heard of him. I mean, okay, you know, I I mean, I would not get the second coming of Mr. Love in Green Bay. You know, but there's got to be. I mean, the reason why these quarterbacks are in the NFL today is because at one time they started out as as a NFL rookie, 
Okay, let's mm-hmm. see what you got. I'm not golf. I wouldn't lock up for ten years because you can't get rid of them. I wouldn't lock them up for five. If anything, it's if you want forty-five, I give you three years, and then an opt out for for the team opt out in the third. But here, here's the thing: you can get rid of them. Okay, you can get rid of him because there are teams. Look, how many times did Carson Wentz land on his freaking feet? <laughs> Carson freaking Wentz. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, then I you mean, get this guy burned every bridge. I mean, it was like it was like yeah. the it was like the Korean War here, burning out down all, every bridge he ran across. <laughs> Right, and, 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 and there was another team. Oh, we can fix them. Yeah, change of scenery. Can't get rid of a quarterback. That's garbage. Yeah, yeah, you you might be right on that one. I mean, if you could trade somebody, because you can always attach. You know, he went to the Super Bowl. He knows how to win. You know, I would trade him huh? in the second year at for for a first rounder because that's what quarterbacks are getting nowadays. Thank you LA Rams for being so fucking stupid. And let me let me see this too. That uh I said it over and over again. You don't have to be a genius. You just have to be smarter than the next guy. Look around at who's running NHL I'm sorry, NFL franchises. Yeah, not the most genius people we've ever seen. No, no, no Mensa members there. Yeah, you know, and the the wild thing is too that again, Joe Burrows and somebody else is coming up for a contract too this year. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, Joe, how much you getting? You know, how much is Hay Bear getting over in San Diego? Even though, I mean, just change your name to Hay Bear. <laughs> oh, that's right. I totally forgot. The Michigan Panthers are kind of playing, aren't they? Kinda. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. They, they're, there's, there's somewhere. You know, I mean, <laughs> oh, that's right. There's some kind of XFL. You know, if I'm Dwayne Johnson, I'm going. What the hell happened? The last two years, I have lost all my voodoo. You know, <laughs> I mean, what a dumb thing to do to take over a football. Nobody, but nobody. Look, folks. I will help you. Here, give me $50,000 as your financial consultant. Never, ever, ever, ever invest or try to make a NFL uh, league in the spring. Nobody, nobody wants it. You know, period. No matter what it is, because you take it to stupid little minor league Birmingham's. You know, and Detroit is the hub. What does that all start getting going, uh, Kenny, the USFL thing? Oh, boy. April, I think. <sighs> okay, and so because then you get to see him, I mean, Ford Field, and you get to see. And here's an idiotic thing. So now you have Philadelphia playing their home games in Detroit. Uh? You know, why in Detroit, man? Play it in Philadelphia. It's just like when when Michigan was playing in Birmingham. Nobody cared. And again, I think it was you that, you know, back when they just started, it's like you don't know who's on the team. They go out into the the, uh, locker room, change from the San Antonio's, to the Michigans, and then they take that off, and then they become the the Ohio's. <laughs> it's this generic player, you know. They're the Washington yeah. Capitals. They just changed uniforms, and all you had to do was take a look at that stadium, 
as much as, you know, coming from a broadcast background, when you're shooting downward and you're not showing any excitement in the stands, you know, everybody else has a tendency to go, uh, we'll drift. You know, if they're yeah. not showing up there in Birmingham, what else are you going to do in Birmingham, you know? <laughs> and you can't, like, even half, one-third fill the place at $10 a ticket? Okay, this is not worth our time. So, yeah. But what isn't worth our time is, uh, I think just now at uh, March 14th, you know, the Pistons, your Detroit Pistons, got their 16th win. (laughs) Can you please, please get them a top two or three pick? Because I know you won't give them the number one because that's just not how it's done. You know, I I mean, I'm I'm rocking my QE on right now. But it, it's well, kind of. Really to get them at this point is a ticket. Yeah. Out, out, out. Fast. I mean, oh. they got like what, 13, 14 more games to go. You cemented your top three. You know, it's don't worry about it, boys. You know, so why don't you come down with those mystery Detroit ailments that when your team sucks, all of a sudden you get a bad back and you're on the IR for all oh, the rest of the season. Okay. You know, oh, which reminds me too, before we, uh, if you go to your Detroit Tigers, um, all of a sudden, and, and you can speak about this better than anybody else as well as you are so versed in baseball, and especially the Tigers, you know, you don't have Maisie, you don't ha- now have Screwball. You know, it's like, uh, who's your pitching staff that was all world? Where are they at? And Torque's not hitting. Okay, yeah. it's spring yeah. training. We get it. You know, everyone's trying new things and stuff like that. But it's like, eh, your drafting right now is not looking so good, and your pitching looks like you're going to have, you know, Freddie Gonzalez again. All right. Who? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I go back to this again, though. When you look at what's wrong with the Tigers, there's a real question in my mind as to whether it is the drafting or whether it's the development. And I have a strong suspicion that this team has not taken advantage of the talent of the players that they have drafted to a great extent. There are certain things that other teams do to help their players develop that this team is still playing catch-up on and not playing catch-up very well. It's more like mustard rather than catch-up. Yeah, but you could say that about, you know, Torque, but with your pitching staff, you constantly have, you drafted these young, young guys with these major injuries, major problems, major surgeries, who kind of should have all of a sudden... You know, you you pitch for a half a year and you get Tommy John at 24? Uh, What? You know? So, I mean, really, who's your... Of all the young bucks coming up, you know, you got Screwball, you got Maisie, you have uh, Alexander, maybe? You're running out of names pretty quick, aren't you? Well, you got Bo Diddley. And God knows about him because they had to shut him down early. But, you know, he's rookie. Okay. But now what? I mean, 
really, who were all the young bucks that were supposed to be your pitching staff? Screwball, Maisie, uh, Bo. One more. Turnbull. Turnbull. Okay. And but, here, but again, you look, you look at it again. You say, okay, we've got all these players that were supposed to be great players, and it reminds me of the Tigers back in the 90s when we had all these five-tool players that were actually, I think it was the 80s, under Randy Smith, and we kept having all these five-tool players like Nate Cornejo and Attorney uh, <laughs> Stone and guys. And, uh, <sighs> Nate Cornhole. Get Good Lord. Get all the camp- they can't do shit. So then what? Well, the five tool players, you know, we're still working on them. Da 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 da. And then two years later, they're out of the league. Yeah. So I just, I, I, I can't say for sure that. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's we got these players here. We drafted them wrong. Is it you drafted them wrong? Is it you didn't develop them? You don't know how to develop players. Is it some of both? I think the rot is runs so deep. I'm not sure it really matters a whole lot. Well, you wonder about the medical staff on on the Tigers. You know, I mean, yeah. as as much as you have your trainer is looks like he's one of the most overweight donut eating things we've ever seen. I mean, that doesn't really. It's kind of like doctors who smoke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, you kind of go, you're not really uh, inspiring confidence here. You know, yeah, okay. you know the, trainer, the trainer just went on the DL, I'm sorry, the IL. He pulled a hamstring running out to the pitcher's mound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's almost unique, isn't it? It's almost, we're waiting to see it. But then again, you know, how many people are you going to have? And look at Wavy Gravy. You know, who struck out like a madman on the world team, you know, on the world game. And then he's got to come back to us, you know. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Because he hasn't looked good at all. Even with, you know, um, you know, and that was your big money star of last year. Of how much you, it's like, how did you miss that one? You know, but then again. You look at what happens, and you get this kid from Nicaragua. He comes out, and he strikes out the side. You sign him. <laughs> you sign him. Immediately. It's like, what the hell? Immediately. It's like he... Immediately. It's like, look, Bob, he got three guys out. Sign him. That's better than anything we got. Sign him. Okay. And then, the, and then the explanation was... Uh, he was on our radar all along. We were, we've been, what's his name again? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Guy, we were watching him all along. We knew exactly who he was. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. no, it, <laughs> it, it, it's almost mind-boggling. It really is what kind of a mess they are. And then again, I, I hope you had the good fortune if you're in Detroit. You get to see, if you want to see somebody that has permanent lip on ass syndrome. Take a look at Kurt Henning's piece today. The Detroit Tigers are actually better than they ever been. Oh my God! Oh Lord! Meaning what? You know, John. He's been, he's been doing this for years. I mean, yeah, but that's spooky, buddy. 
You know, I yeah. mean, that it's like, what, what part of Fox are you from? I mean, they're telling you right now, look, we know that it's nothing that we really think is true. You know, but Henning, it's like, look, Henning, aren't you retired? Won't you retire? You know, retire what? now, man, because really, you, you just look at whatever little humor that you may have there, because nobody really, anytime that there's going to be a kiss ass, I mean, you've already got your free tickets there, Henning, you know, so you don't have to keep sucking up. It's okay. I mean, we wonder, is he the most sucked up? You know, reporter in Detroit. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be a stiff competition, but I'd have to put him near the front of the uh, front of the line there. Really? Yeah. You, you know, might we, be right. We yeah. talked about we talked about bought and paid for, right? Right. Yeah. Be There's not a us. reason we talked about it. <sighs> yeah, it's it's the reason why we tell people straight up front because really. You know, as we talk as, you know, two chuckles on the back porch about sports, I mean, it's like these guys are so afraid to say anything that they won't be welcomed back in. I mean, the truth is right in front of you. I know that in the last half a decade or whatever, we try to get through this alternative facts bullshit, but it's still, it's the word it's called bullshit, alternative facts. There's facts and yeah. there's things that you want to have happen that is... <laughs> true you know and that's yeah. it i mean it's kind of like you know putting all the money on uh, that guy that's supposed to be beating pistol pete maravich's record you know because he's played for 40 years or whatever the hell that is you know that's just so dumb but then again boop, 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 look what we got around the corner here sonny boy were you watching selection sunday no 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 not at all what the hell? I mean, how many more taxes you got to do? That's that was like yeah. a big, 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 big day. Yeah, well, you know, the problem with this selection Sunday is, you know, you get all these different. They make a big deal of it. You're pick, picking all these teams that haven't seen half, more than half. That's what so makes it so okay. fun. Yeah, and you know. you know, it's almost like well, I pick them based on the color of their uniform. But off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you what that is. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So coming out of the East, you got, you know, uh, Marquette, who's just a beast. And then they'll probably go up against, you know, Montana State. You know, number yeah. one and a number, or I should say number three, whatever Marquette is. But then again, you know, and, and the last, one of the last teams to go up there out of the East, you know, here's Michigan State, 19 win Michigan State, but... Izzo, it makes him 25 years in a row, you know, in three years where he doesn't get out of the, you know, the first two rounds. Okay, and if you think that this team's going to turn it on, whee, you got another Minnesota Viking team here. You know, I I will say this, that there is no discounting what Izzo has done over the course of his career. Absolutely true. And just a uh, tremendous basketball coach. That being said, you know, Henry Ford made good cars once upon a time as well. Where is Henry Ford today? Dead. Dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you almost want to take a look at it, too. You know, if you were smooth, I mean, this would be, you would have to have cojones as, as big as, say, mine. But 
I, you know, if you're a Manguel, I would be calling up State and go, um, hey, Iz, how would you like to go down the highway and come coach for us? Could you imagine yeah. what that repercussion would be so huge? How much money would you give Izzo to coach at Michigan to get rid of that fraud? You know? Oh, my God. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I, I mean, I couldn't imagine how much money the boosters would have to... Forget about Tucker's contract. <laughs> you know, you would have to pay... hundred. You, you would have to... I would say you'd have to pay a half a billion dollars to get Izzo to leave Michigan State, first of all. But to go down to Michigan? <laughs> Ooh. Well, I'm not sure he'd even want to get involved in that mess. Oh, no. Of course he wouldn't. You know? But, I mean, it's not like they're trying to, like, Cleveland, who always tries to poach, you know, <laughs> coaches from Michigan to go, you know, cl- you know, go against for the, the Cavaliers, you know, and that rotating door. But, I mean, just to get how much, you know, it... It's a bold world in sports, you know, and money talks because for whatever reason you get to throw it around, somebody somehow, somewhere would say, Izzo, how much would it cost to have you come to our team? You know, Patino went to the the world's most rinky-dinkiest littlest, and they're in the dance. Okay. Yeah. You know, so how much would it cost? And it really, talk about change of scenery. Um, huh. Okay, Iz, what you got? You know, if Izzo went to, like, say, Penn State, eh, it's interesting. Or if he went to Arizona State, interesting. All right, so if you haven't filled out your bracket already, we'll hold that for the next show. Okay. All right. Because so that table has some, uh, some history under our belt so we can review the, the picks that we've already made that we didn't tell you about. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I normally announce that during the final four. <laughs> when my bracket's already good. I swear to God, I am so good at the first round. I am like, I'm on my way, you know. And then I also have one of the smartest men in the room picks. It's like, see, told you. Fairleigh Dickinson over Florida, Yes. You know, and and that was like one. Well, it's kind of like a three eleven seed matchup kind of thing. Okay, I have one a year that I actually do, and then I have three that I so outsmart myself. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, damn, there goes that bracket. Here's an idea: yeah. never ever pick Michigan State to go on, ever. Yeah. You know, especially if you haven't heard anything from this team, and yeah, it got hot after the shooting up there, you know, but it's yeah. not a team. It doesn't have a true forward, so what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, I, I, I look at my picks, and I say, you know what? There's nothing wrong with these picks. The damn team. I <laughs> didn't perform. The damn team, they didn't win. Yeah. Bastards. You know, there, there's one time where I want to do a whole bracket well, I take nothing but, you know, the ones who are supposed to win, the favorites. You know, I just want to uh-huh. do a whole bracket because as opposed to my smartest man in the room picks, you know, which always screws me up in the third round. Always, always. All right, so not do it. So why don't we just do, you know, but I mean, how far back did you have to go? 2007 or something when all the number one seeds made it to the final four? I mean, it was a long, long time ago. ago. 
Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, but there's always one Cinderella team, you know, and I'm always looking for the team that brings an old nun and puts her in the audience. Okay. That's, you know, I'm leaning towards them. You know, unfortunately, they're not there this year. Yeah. You know, so who's, what's Cinderella's story? You know, like that team last year, that little rinky-dinky-dinky-dinky-dink college that didn't make it this year, but it was such a cool story. You know that they yeah. they actually went on for a couple of rounds. You know, and then they really smacked down, <laughs> like in the third round. Whoops! Yeah. But that's okay. That's them. You know. But I mean, you know, Creighton looks good this year. Xavier looks good this year. I don't know if anybody's really crazy about Gonzaga this year. You know, I mean, really, what does Gonzaga do, and where is that college at? The only time they ever come, it, it's like the, the the thing that, you know, the groundhog that comes up once a year. Gonzaga, as a, as a college, only comes up at, during basketball. I mean, what do you do there? What state are you in? What city are you in? You wonder if they're even real. Yeah. <laughs> you actually go to college, or are you just a basketball team that shows up at the tournament and says, oh, well, yeah, we're, we're from Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're like one of those pop-up restaurants, you know, that just shows up for a day, and then they leave. I mean, this, yeah. do you know anybody that actually graduated from Gonzaga, has a degree from Gonzaga? Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, what are the? Where's your football team? Where's your bat? Where's your baseball team? You know, where's your cheerleaders? Where, where's your your science team? You know what? You're right. I mean, to me, there it sounds just this side of one of those colleges in from the Bahamas. You know that you can get your medical degree for a hundred bucks. You know, Gonzaga. Yeah. I mean, it was a cute little funny little name, and then all of a sudden, you know. People go to your college to play basketball, and, and really, there's no pictures of the University of Gonzaga, you know. Or, there isn't any Gonzaga State. Everywhere there's that, you know, there's Michigan, Michigan State, Iowa, Iowa State, you know. There's no Gonzaga State. So, I mean, who is Mr. Gonzaga, Mrs. Gonzaga? Who's it named after? General Gonzaga? Who? You know, I mean, it's like, why? How did this? There's no city in America named Gonzaga. None. <laughs> how would you put all those letters together, anyways? You know, I mean, it, it sounds like a cheap Japanese war movie, Gonzaga. You know, it, it, I don't know. It's unique, but God bless, they win. I mean, just like Marshall. Yeah. You know, Marshall always, you know, Thundering Herd always does some nice stuff. You know, Fairleigh Dick- Dickerson. Who? You know? But now that you got Colgate in there, it, you know, it's like you just look at some of these teams and you go, ah, it's like like throwing, you know, the gladiators to the Lions. It's like, good luck. Thank God. You know, you made it. Yay. There's your little thing. And, you know, it, it's like, here's the suspense. Here's this little dinky-ass college. Here, here's, you know, Montana State. And... They don't know if they're getting in or not, but CBS has a video crew there, and they lined them all up in a very good shot and stuff, and chances are good that that red light's going to come on in one of these 64 picks, so it's kind of, you. it kind of kills the suspense. You kind of know you're going in, 
You know, then they jump up and down like, wee, and then they go, oh, good, and now you're going up against Alabama. You know, yay. Yeah. Anyways. All right, let's figure that all out next year. Dude, what did we not talk about one whole minute? Well, we didn't talk about, what did we talk about? Do, 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 do. Good question. Let me think about this for a minute. I'll uh, wait for we you. We didn't talk about. Think about it for a minute. Okay. Yeah. Well, we didn't talk about the, um, is there anything we didn't talk about? I don't know. We covered a lot of ground tonight. I'm telling you, that's why we're the authorities. <laughs> we effortlessly go from point A to point B. And you know what? At one time, years and years and years ago, the Detroit Sports Authorities actually had a script. <laughs> yep. you know, I mean, not necessarily a word-to-word, but we had topics written down in case we would have got stuck or something. But it just, you know, I guess doing this for, you know, as wonderfully as we do it, it just, <laughs> you know, there, there's there's nothing we don't cover effortlessly. I kind of dig it. All right. So, shall we shuffle our buffaloes off until next week, young man? But before we do that, we just want to let everybody know that you can pick up the Detroit Sports Authorities for free. This The March edition is free, you know, uh, anywhere you get. And now, this is the, the new way to do it. Anywhere you, you, you pick up your favorite... Um, podcast you can pick us up whether it be spotify or iheart or any of these little places we're there take us with us in your bathtub fill out your brackets with us that's what we should do next week is, is do a, a bracket fill out if we feel like it oh yeah okay yeah. After, right. do it after the fact i love it <laughs> Yeah, that's what we should do. We should do fill, fill out our brackets during the final four. You know. Yeah. Well, who did you take in that one? Uh, uh, I yeah. took. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah, that one. Did you see what the, what the odds are for somebody who does numbers as effortlessly as you do? Do you see what the odds are with picking a perfect bracket is? It's in the quadrillions. You know, I, I don't know why it would be so much. I mean, you got 64 times 64. You know, that's, you know, if you put 64 in, in every combination that could possibly be. Okay. I, I don't see where you go in the quadrillions. How much is quadrillions? How many millions is a quadrillion? And I, I would suggest, too, that that's only true if it's if it were random. But it's not random. We know that there are teams going into the tournament that don't have a hell of a chance to win. True that, too. Yeah. Yeah, but really, I mean, you think about it, it's uh, Montana State is going in as uh, $100,000 to one to win it all. So 20 mm-hmm. bucks there gets you a half a million, you know. Huh. So, hey, quarter million, but anyways. All right, so... Uh, so we did all that stuff, did all that stuff. Thank you so very much for being with us today. Again, pick us up wherever you get your fine podcasts from. And so, uh, for the Super CPA, Ken Pocket, myself, John Sarver, thank you so very much for being with the Detroit Sports Authorities. Ready? Bye. Bye. <laughs> See you, Kenny. All righty. Have a good one. Bye now.